address it because I'm guilty of it. And I know sometimes there's really good reasons, but can we honor the house, honor each other, um, and be more on time? Like be here before 10.30, and so that we can start at 10.30, and we have most everyone here. Like I know obviously sometimes there's things that are out of our control and we can't do it, but let's honor one another and honor this house by being on time. Does that sound good? Paul talked to me about that once, so that's why I get to talk about it now. <laughs> he, he was nice about it. He's very nice about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sometimes, sometimes you know, it's, it's okay. You guys can move. Sometimes I think we're too, way too reserved. You know, there's all these eternal people who are going to heaven who have the fullness of the Godhead in them. I'm surprised, like, the windows aren't bursting because of all the glory that... But, you know, feel free to, like, shout out or what, move around and laugh or poke your neighbor or something. So, Father, we just, we love you. Holy Spirit, we invite you just to come. Make us aware of your presence in this place. Speak to our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have a Bible, you can turn to Exodus 33. Verse 15, so we've been talking the last month or so about the Holy Spirit, which has been pretty fun. Has anyone um, really felt like they've gained or, or, or grasped or even experienced new things out of the, the stuff that's been talked about? I mean, that's the point. And if it's not, then we should probably change our tactics. But Anyone? Yeah, maybe. Cool. That's good. We're family. We can be honest. Um, no, it's good. I know my. I listened to my brother's sermon um, yesterday that he he preached last week. I thought it went pretty well. Um, I was car shopping that day, so I couldn't come. But all right, we're going to talk about the presence of God, and um, it's it's hard to say, like, the presence of God, because it's really a person, you know, and, and we kind of say the presence, but it's really just God, <laughs> the Father, you know, the Holy Spirit, um, and, but, but we're, we're going to talk about that, explore that a little bit. Um, I, I want to, I'm going to reference Brother Lawrence, and he um, wrote a book called Practicing the Presence, and I didn't read that um, for a long time until, like, couple months ago, and I loved it. It was so good. It was so wonderful. So if you ever want to read it, you can. So 33, verse um, 13. Moses is talking to God. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you, in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? God's people have always been marked by his presence, always, 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 from the beginning, um, and then, uh, you know, since, since creation, 
Um, the Israelites were known for the presence. It was you know, housed in the wilderness tent, and they would you know, go or on Mount Sinai. Everyone was like scared spitless. You know, most people didn't even want to go near the mountain, and they were forbidden from going near the mountain. But Moses was the only one brave enough to go up to the crazy shaking and lightning manifest presence of God on the mountain. It was in the tent in the wilderness, and um, God's presence was in the Holy of Holies in the temple of Jerusalem. And then God came incarnate in Jesus um, down to earth, and then he tore the veil in the temple, and the presence of God um, was made available for everyone. And then he tops it off, and then he proclaims, you are the temple, and the Holy of Holies dwells in you, and you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Crazy, huh? So all the time, throughout the history, God's people have been marked by the presence of God. And, you know, we as believers, we know, you know, we know we have access to him through faith in Jesus because he's the one true mediator between man and God. Um, we know that he's in us and that there's no longer, longer separation between, you know, us and, and God. Okay, but here's my, my personal struggle is that I still feel like something's missing sometimes. Like, or, or at least, or if it's not missing, then there's at least something way more than, than we can experience and, and release um, and know about the manifest presence of God. Because I, like I, I see like the, the presence of God um, in, in Scripture always has a physical effect. Like, it, it always does. There's always a manifest reality. It's a, it's a very person. It's God himself. You know, the, the priest who went into the Holy of Holies would have a rope tied to their ankle in case they died. Because it was so heavy. You know, like, the presence was so... They, so then they could drag him out again. You know, we see um, Uzzah or whatever. You know, he touches the Ark of the Covenant, and then he dies, you know, because the command of the Lord. You know, Moses is up on the mountain. He sees the glory of God pass by him. He goes down, his face is glowing. You know, and then Second Corinthians 3 says that, but we with unveiled faces behold the glory of God are being transformed from glory to glory to ever-increasing glory. And we're not like Moses, but there's even more glory on this new covenant reality. There's even more uh, uh, opportunity to, to experience the, present, the presence. David yearned for it and you know, all the time, especially when he wasn't feeling it. He's like, you know, woe is me. He's like, just let me dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And he had this understanding um, and this, this awareness of the presence of God. Um, but, but ultimately, what we, what we see in Scripture is that the presence of God is unpredictable. It's powerful. It's awesome. It's tangible and altogether real. And um, where, wherever God is, wherever the presence is, and see, see, I, I struggle saying like the presence because it's like an it when it's a him. But um, wherever God is, there's, there's always supernatural outbreak. Um, and, and wherever we are, there goes God, right? Well, at least that, I mean, that's how, we, that's how we piece together our theology. That's how we think about it. You know, we, you know we, we say, oh, we're three or more gathered. There he is with us. Or God is everywhere. And it's true. Um, but unless, but I, I don't know, like the, the question that I'm, that I'm asking and I'm really just wanting us to, to think about this and confront us with this reality, is, is how come our knowledge of this doesn't bring about seemingly the, the necessitated manifestation that Scripture talks about? Um, and 
Um, you know, or, or we say where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty, right? Well, does that mean where there's not liberty, then the spirit of God isn't there? I don't, I don't want to make really hard theological lines, but I'm, I'm wanting to like prod, you know, because, because it's, I, I, want, I just want us to, to get hungry for, for more, this, this more of him, more, more awareness of, of God and his, pre, his presence, because really unless our understanding um, of God. I mean, that, that promise, that truth that we're three or more are gathered, there I am with you, is supposed to bring us into aware, awareness of his presence. That's the point. It's not so that we can just be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. No, it's supposed to be like, oh, good, so I'm going to go in faith, and I'm going to know, you know, that he inhabits my praise, so I'm going to, to worship to encounter him. And so the, the revelation should, should lead us to, to encounter and, and so unless, unless our understanding leads to more experience, then it is knowledge without power. And, and really, we'll just get puffed up in our heads. Because <laughs> we'll be like, well, I know this, and I know that, and I piece together my theology this way, and, and you know, this is how it works, and this is how it works. But then, really, when you just see God, you're just, wow! You know, like, God is so amazing. God's so big. God's so good. You know, if I can talk about you know, I can talk about deliverance, but if I don't have the, like, the authority to actually see, see a demon cast out, then what's the point? <laughs> you know, I can talk about God healing people, and I think we would all say God heals, you know, but when it comes down, when the rubber hits the road, you know, how often do I, do I see someone, you know, who's limping and be like, God heals. I'm walking up to them, laying my hands on them, and they will get better, you know? And, like, I'm not there all the time, and probably you aren't either, and that's okay. When we start addressing the more, it leads us into greater expectancy and an understanding that um, there's there's a possibility for, for greater things. And I don't I don't want to be just a, a windbag. I don't want to preach something that I can't you know walk in or or do. And and so much of the way that that we oftentimes function, I have to be careful with my language. That we that we oftentimes function is we have so many. Programs. We have so many practical, you know, applications and teachings and lessons and studies and all of these things um, to to really try to to mediate and and control the way we behave, the way we think, the way we interact with one another. And those are good. A lot of those are are, are wonderful. But there's things that the presence of God alone can do that none of those can. Like just just this simple. In encounter and, and revelation and understanding of the presence of God it says where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Wow. Well, I, wanna, I want to have an awareness of the spirit of God so that I can walk in freedom. Right? I mean, I know that the spirit's always with me, but I'm not always walking in freedom. Why? I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Maybe one of you can tell me. But, 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 I, but I think that it, has to, it doesn't have to do with the truth. The, the truth is very true. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, hey, I'm probably free. That's probably the truth. Now, I, I should probably catch up to that truth, but I, but I need to become aware um, of the presence of God. We don't really need any more good advice in, 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 this, in this world. We've had good advice for the last 5,000 years, and, we're, and the world really isn't any better off. Good advice isn't, isn't a bad thing, but good advice outside of revelation, outside of encounter, outside of like an impartation of 
you know, into to our very core, into our very being, is just nothing. I mean, it ends up making us feel worse because, you know, we, we look back, you know, oh, I received this good advice a week ago, and I'm right back where I started. Bummer. You know, that's a bummer. Um, and so, so I really want to become more aware of him. I want us to become more aware of him, um, experience more of his presence so that we can demonstrate, so we can carry him and represent him to, to the world around us. So in um, Brother Lawrence, his book is called Practicing the Presence. And, and basically, all it is is that awareness that I'm talking about, is having this awareness of God, having this awareness of the Holy Spirit. As Bill Johnson coins it, he says, hosting the presence. Um, and I actually really like how he kind of gives an example of it. I mean, you know, he talks about Jesus. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. We know that the Spirit came as a dove upon him, rested on him, and that the, the presence of God, uh, the Spirit of God rests on people, which, I don't know, may be a little different than him being in us, but I don't really want to, again, draw any theological lines there. But Bill Johnson talks about it. He's like, so if you have a dove on your shoulder and you don't want it to fly away, if you don't want your awareness of God, your, your, your comprehension of his majesty and your understanding of just his ever-present reality um, within you, what do you do? He says, well, every step you take, you do it with the dove in mind. Every step you do, you do it with the dove in mind. Jesus is a great example of this. He only ever did what he saw his father doing. That's a really good example. <laughs> you know, he only ever did what he saw his father doing. He says, I can do nothing of myself. Nothing of myself. Nothing, nothing, nothing of myself. You know, he would go, he would go away from crowds to spend time with the father. And, you know, this whole, this whole Christian thing isn't, you know, a, really about, mainly about ministry. It's not mainly about a lifestyle. It's not really mainly about family or good doing. It's about intimacy with the Father. It's about intimacy with the Father. We, um, and if this, if this intimacy, at least the way that I, I'm understanding it in Scripture, doesn't carry a supernatural consequence in and through us, Well, I don't know if it, it exists then. <laughs> I mean, because that's basically what it says. It, it, you know, even the Galatians 5, and 23, the fruit of the Spirit, the, the character attributes against such things, there is no law. So, so well, what does that mean? It's, it means basically that it's supernaturally produced in us. That I spend time with God, the Holy Spirit fills me up, and I start producing a whole lot of things that I couldn't do on my own. I'm loving supernaturally. I, I care that the kindness, the, the joy of God is is supernatural, and where do we get it? Well, we get it from being plugged in. Um, you know, that, that fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, well, John 15, I'm the vine, you are the branches. You know, abide in me and I'll abide in you, those who stay connected to the vine. You will, you will bear much fruit, right? You will bear much fruit from what? Abiding in, in God, abiding in Jesus. Um, which is awesome, you know, and, and I would like to, to put forward that it's much more simple, it's much more simple than we oftentimes make it, we, we make it very complicated, but partially just because we get really distracted <laughs> by things in the world, we get distracted by, by life, work, people, 
problems, but it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Having this attentive awareness of the presence of God, every step that we go where we're aware of his voice. Last week, we talked, John talked about hearing the voice of God and being obedient, you know, when he went and picked up garbage in the, in the field and just because God told him to, and then he felt really released to go. You know, it's, he was attuned, he was attentive um, to God. And um, so, so there's a lot of different scripture passages that talk about that. Proverbs 3, 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in some of your ways. And no, in all your ways. Just acknowledgement, God. Holy Spirit, what, you know, when you wake up in the morning, Good morning, Holy Spirit. When you're eating breakfast, mm, thank you, Lord, for this cereal. Just having this consistent, all our ways, acknowledgement of the goodness of God. Because in Him we live, move, and have our being anyway, right? So we might as well start realizing that more and more. I, I really think that's the, the progression and the process of the Christian life is, is growing in this crazy revelation and understanding that I'm one with God. And that He's in me and I'm in Him. And I'm set free, and, and now I'm just walking in this, you know, place of, uh, you know, seated in heavenly places, and, and I get to encounter God, and, and people, I really want that when people see me, they say, he knows God. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want them to be like, oh yeah, Dan tries really hard. Dan is a nice guy. He's cool. He likes to go on adventures. You know, I do love to go on adventures. But I want them to be like, to, to see me, to see the love that I have, the care, the, the joy, um, and just be like, God is there. I mean, I, like, I love the, the testimonies of like um, Wigglesworth and, and like all these people who just like, literally, like it just seems like they carry the presence of God. They like walk into a building and people who are in different rooms just fall over and start repenting. You know, I, reading the heavenly man, uh, Brother Yoon, and he, um, you know, they, they had gatherings where, where people who had no idea that there was a, a church, you know, going on, or, or Lord, they're just like, all of a sudden they just turn and just start walking to church because the presence of God just starts drawing them, you know. Or like they're walking down the street and there's people just repenting and confessing all their sins with their faces in the dirt, you know. And like nothing happened except that God encountered them. God encountered them. And, and you know, we, we can talk about that and we can theologize about that. We can have a lot of ideas about how God is working. But until we start encountering him in those ways and seeing him move in those ways, then we'll always just have our best efforts at doing ministry and doing life. And I don't want that at all. So acknowledging him, what's, what are some other ones? Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth. Colossians 3, 1 through 2. Fix your eyes on yourself. Fix your eyes on all the problems in the world. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who, who both gives you faith and perfects it. That's pretty cool. So it grows as we just focus. Our attentiveness is, is on, on Jesus. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is honorable, all those things. Right? Think about these things. Take every thought captive to Christ. Every thought. Okay, just those. Now assess yourself. How good are you at that? Thinking about heavenly things. Fixing your eyes on 
Jesus, acknowledging him in all your ways. Okay? I'm not that good. I'm, I'm getting better. But I'm, but I'm not that good at it. And, and, I, and I realize more and more, that, like, that, that's my, I really think that's the basic area where we all lack. And, and sometimes where the most repercussions happen in our life, the most struggles, is just because I'm just not engaging. I'm not plugged in. I'm living this life, you know, by myself, doing this, this thing on my own. And um, what are, what are some, some other consequences of, of seeing God and being aware of his presence and experiencing, experiencing him? What, what have you guys experienced? Can anyone share? Like, have you ever just felt just peace? Just like, whoa, peace. Acknowledging him. Yeah. Grows your faith. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Healing. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even know what to do with myself. Like I'm just aware of God. I'm just like, you know, it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. I'm going to heaven. So, I mean, we're, we're way too reserved. Like, <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm going to read, read this passage out of uh, Brother Lawrence. I love this passage. And he, um, and he, he origin, originally talks about, he's, just fo- he's focusing a lot on, um, what does he say? He said, for the first year, I commonly employed myself during the time set apart for devotion with the thought of death judgment, heaven, hell, and my sins. And he said, such was my beginning. And yet I must tell you that for the first ten years, I suffered much. The apprehension that I was not devoted to God as I wished to be, my past sins always present to my mind, and the great unmerited favors which God did me were the matter and source of my sufferings. During this time, I fell often and rose again presently, It seemed to me that all creatures, reason and God himself, were against me, and faith alone for me. I was troubled sometimes with thoughts that to believe I had received such favors was an effect of my presumption, which pretended to be at once where others arrive with difficulty. At other times it was a willful delusion, and that there was no salvation for me. When I thought of nothing but to end my days in these troubles which did not at all diminish the trust I had in God, and which served only to increase my faith, I found myself changed all at once. And my soul, which till that time was in trouble, felt a profound inward peace, as if she were in her center and place of rest. Ever since that time, I walk before God simply in faith, with humility and with love. 
and I apply myself diligently to do nothing and think nothing which may displease him. I hope that when I have done what I can, he will do with me what he pleases. As for what passes in me, in me at present, I cannot express it. I have no pain or difficulty about my state, because I have no will but that of God, which I endeavor to accomplish in all things, and to which I am so resigned that I could not take up a straw from the ground against his order, or from any other motive than purely that of love to him. I have quitted all forms of devotion and set prayers, but those to which my state obliges me. And I make it my business only to persevere in his holy presence, wherein I keep myself by a simple attention and fond regard to God, which I may call an actual presence of God. Or to speak better, a habitual, silent, and secret conversation of the soul with God, which often causes me joys and raptures inwardly and sometimes outwardly, so great that I am forced to use means to moderate them and prevent their appearance to others. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? In order to prevent, uh, those of you who don't know him, he um, washed dishes for a living. And people would come from miles to watch him wash dishes. Uh, maybe he was just doing this. You know, I don't know, but they came to watch him because of the presence of God on him. Like that's, you know, and he's just like, I'm just overwhelmed just by, by this, by, by God. It's, this isn't, you know, process, you know, Christianity as we oftentimes say. It's, it's more like this state of awareness and, and being with God. It's a continual recognition of him. For in him we live, move, and have our being. The more that we're aware of him, the more that we can manifest him. The more we hear his voice, the more we can be obedient, right? And I love the way that John said last week, he said, the best way to grow in obedience is to be obedient when you hear him. It's so true. Um, it, it's, it's not that God isn't everywhere. He is, but, but we can grow in our interaction with him, right? And, and with that, it changes the influ- influence that we have, that he has you know, in and through us. And, and really, each of us in this room, individually needs to decide you know, what we want with the Lord. How much intimacy, how much awareness, how crazy do you want to go? You know, how crazy do you want to be you know, with the Lord? And, and it starts just moment by moment. Just being aware of him, acknowledging him. That's, you know, you know d- dig into the word, you know, just worship. You know, express yourself. You know, there's so much joy, peace, you know, even bliss, you know, in, in just having this awareness of God. Um, how am I doing? Can I, I'm, can I run off a quick tangent? Hopefully it'll be quick. I didn't expect you to say no. So, dualism and Gnosticism. Do, 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 are you guys familiar with those terms? Dualism is this idea of separation. Heaven, earth. Me, God. Right? It's, it's this idea of, of separation, dualism. And then out of dualism, we get Gnosticism. And, and what is Gnosticism? Does anyone know? Like special 
Special knowledge, yep. Spirit is good, flesh is bad, earthly things are bad, heavenly things are good. I'm going to beat myself up for spiritual benefit. I need to, you know, self-abdication and, and punishment. You know, I sin, so I need to feel bad for three days before I accept my forgiveness, you know, in the Lord. Um, and, but it's, it's rooted, absolutely, <clears throat> ultimate Gnosticism says Jesus didn't come in the flesh. And that, and that was the, the heresy even in the early church. Um, but that, that Jesus didn't actually come in human form. He was still pretty divine. Like, it's just such this rejection of natural, normal life is, is Gnosticism. And we all recognize it as um, negative and bad and heresy. But it's amazing how it still permeates um, our church and even the way that we behave. But just this, this separation, this, this idea of separation. And I'll, I'll throw a couple examples out, and this isn't meant to condemn any of us, but it's just a really practical thing. I do it all the time. Like, just think of some things, that, the way that we worship. This idea of separation, that God's out there, I'm down here, God helps me in my life down here, and I need to do all this stuff to get his attention and to, to, to become, you know, godly and, and manifest him to the world around me. But, like, even worship, we think, we, we sing songs like, we bow down, we lay our crowns. Why don't you actually bow down? You know, we, we sing songs about worship. We sing, but what is worship? Worship is f- affection, it's adoration, it's, it's praise to God. You know, we don't have any problem praising, you know, an athlete, you know, after they get off, good job, that was so great, you did really well right there. And yet we, we make it this weird religious, like, you know, and, 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 and we put it, like, it's just ingrained in our minds, it's like separation, and we, and we put it outside of our activities or um, the other day, I just remember I was talking to Andy and Katie, and we were talking about prayer. And, again, God blesses all of us, even, even when we're kind of silly. But, and, but even when we pray, we say, I proclaim this. No, just proclaim it. If you know you carry it, and you can release it, then just proclaim it. I pray, God, that you... No, aren't you, aren't you praying? Like, if you're communicating with God, do you need to tell Him that you're praying? Like... I ask, God, that you do this. Why don't you just ask? Okay, now this, this isn't to make us stumble over our words. It's fine. I still talk like that. But I, but I feel like it's ingrained in us because we're still not completely realizing that there's no separation anymore. That, that the end of dualism, the end of Gnosticism, the end of separation is the incarnational God-man. You know, he came down and said, heaven, earth, Boom. You know, and, and he said, now there's no separation. I tore the veil. We have full access through him. And now I boldly step into the presence of God because he's the he's the he's the high, um, you know, priest. He, he's the, you know, of or order of Melchizedek, whatever that means. And but but he goes into the Holy of Holies and I can go into the Holy of Holies and he doesn't need a uh, rope tied around his foot, you know, to get, you know, dragged out. Cause he already died. But we. We get to, to walk boldly because of him, right? And, because in, and so we're growing in this revelation and this knowledge that I'm in him. I, in him I live, move, and have my being, right? Isn't that, isn't that true? We, we, we're waking up to this awareness of his presence in all things, in me, you know, moving out of me, uh, you know, just crazy, cr- 
Don't you want to just become more and more aware of that? I do. I really do. I really do. And there's cool stuff. You know, we talk about anointing and we talk about, you know, manifesting the presence. But we see it in Scripture. Jesus' robe. You know, someone touches his, his robe and the woman gets healed from a bleeding problem. You know, the cloth that the apostles touched still carried, like, the presence of God or something, you know, crazy. And people would, would touch them and they would get healed. Elisha's bones, you know, they threw some, some dead guy on his bones and they still carried something. And, and, he, and he came back to life. Paul and Silas are worshiping in jail and all of a sudden look, everything shakes and breaks off and their manacles pop off. Like, I want to I wanna have worship where the presence of God is so powerful that people whose bonds that they have just go... And we don't, and I, and I don't, you know, and we don't need to go through such crazy stuff. You know, Ananias and Sapphira, I wonder if it's because the, the, the early church was just carrying so much glory and craziness that, you know, when they, you know, walked out and lied like that, it was just like this polar opposite of what was in the room and they just died. I don't really know. It's not that clear, but you never know. Like, what if it was like Uzzah when he touched the, the Ark of the Covenant? Um, there, there's also a difference between energy and the presence of God. You know, just because I get goosebumps doesn't mean it's the presence of God. And we don't need to fake it. We don't need to fake that we're doing really well or that, you know, we've got it going on and I'm really happy and I'm really joyful and all this stuff. No, it's pointless to fake it. It's just completely worthless. Um, the real thing, though, is priceless. The real thing, though, is priceless. You know, we, we see all this stuff, especially in the charismatic world, you know, falling over, shaking, visions, feeling warmth, electricity, you know, power, you know, there's boldness, supernatural boldness, fruit, um, even visions. It's not the manifestations that we really want to see, but I have to think that there's going to be a manifestation when the presence of God is there. Like, you know, God said to to Moses, you can't really see my glory because you'll die. And then he goes, his face is shining. And then, and then I go to church, I'm like, oh, God, your presence is so nice. <laughs> what? You know, like, I mean, it is really nice, <laughs> you know, and, and it's good, but, but there's, there's more, right? There's more, and, 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 we can, and, and we can get it. And, you know, there are lots of different manifestations. I mean, we worship a manifestation. His name is Jesus. But, so, so what can we do, pra- like, practically, just throughout the day? Again, it's really simple. It's this attentive awareness of God meditate on his word a contemplative lifestyle it doesn't matter where we are it doesn't matter how weak you feel it doesn't matter how bummed out you feel it doesn't matter you know where you've been in the past or how well you've been um, attuned to God before or you know how much you've acknowledged him before you can just start right now we can invite him we can ask him to help us out we can worship. Sometimes worship is warfare. When, we're, when, we're, when we get distracted and we're, and we're focusing on the wrong things and we're, we're getting really you know, bummed out because everything seems so big, you start worshiping and watch those things change. They'll shrink in size. Just start worshiping. Confession and repentance. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will... See God. I want that. I really do. We can't decide. Or we can decide um, to not settle.
for our greatest efforts at doing ministry. We can decide not to compromise with pseudo-intimacy. We can grow tired of the good citizen mantra and grasp hold of the heavenly-minded one. We can live for ourselves and cling to our lives, or we can die so that it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And there's so much grace and there's so much patience as God is just, you know, gently moving us along. And when we get distracted, when I've been distracted before, and or a lot, you know, he just calls us back. He says, you know, here I am. Listen to me. Be with me. Spend time with me. Get in the Word. Spend time in His presence. Put your hand on your neighbor. You're free to move among us and in us, Holy Spirit. You are so free to move. We want to grow in our knowledge of you, our our ability to, to see you, feel you, experience you. You are so, so good, Father. I bless you all with an awareness of Him and just a, a flow of, of peace and joy and direction, contentment. In Jesus' name. Just spend a little bit of time just praying for your neighbor. <laughs>